Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. Or you can buy cool Lorehammer products like shirts, coffee mugs, and dice bags at www.redbubble.com. Don't want to spend any money? Well, you can help out the show by giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page. And feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life. Welcome to Lorehammer, episode 39, Necron Dynasties. Welcome to Lorehammer. Hey, fuck off. Uh, the only podcast, as you always say, that, and then you come up with something. The only podcast that has three guys and a cat. <laughs> I'm sure there's other <laughs> podcasts out there. I did hear something interesting about, you know what? Screw it. I'll tell that joke after. Hello and welcome to Lorehammer. The only podcast. My name is Eric. That has Eric Soltek as a host. <laughs> uh, this is Mark. Hello, hello, hello. The only Mark that has a podcast for Eric Soltek. Okay. <laughs> this is Jordan. The only... I got nothing. Jordan's pretty... No, Jordan, there's, he's pretty unoriginal, so what, it's not the only one. When, when you say unoriginal, what you mean is... Is he's a hipster. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but there's... Hipsters are like a dime it's a dozen. Too, it's too easy know? to make fun of them. Exactly. <laughs> right? Like, it's like making fun of a cripple kid. Sure, you're laughing on the inside, but... <laughs> Nobody's laughing on the inside. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Now, the, the reason it's too easy to make fun of Jordan is because literally he just put down his, like, fair trade organic coffee cup. And it, <laughs> I can't I can't even, Jordan. It's too much. That and, is and bullshit. I bet he drives a Prius. Yeah. He's and then I bet he comes, he just jingles the keys in front of your face, and he's like, I drive a Prius. <laughs> so there's a, there's a really funny skit in an Australian show. It's like the gentleman's elegant gentleman's club for knife fighting or something <laughs> it's like their version of like snl but it's not live. Oh, okay. it's just like skits yeah yeah and there's one where this guy drives a prius and it is phenomenal <laughs> i was in stitches <laughs> laughing at have it check well that have you ever do you ever watch any of jp sears no he's like that he's like that uh red-headed guy Whoa. Long. Okay, first of all, how dare you? He is more than just the color of his hair. <laughs> he has a wife and four I, kids. I resent that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably one of the worst demographics you could be, but. Yeah. It's weird that they're not highest on the intersectional chart because they are the most, like, uh, oppressed. Like, oppressed. It also, it's one of the rarest conditions right? in terms of uh, hair color as well. If you have red hair and blue eyes, you make up less than 1% of the world population. So I'm I'm an actual special snowflake. So it'd be pretty easy <laughs> to get rid of them is what you're saying. Very easy. Like they, there would not be a lot of fight back. No. no. And, and you're gay. <laughs> right. Well, that, that definitely helps. Like it, you, And then you stack on something else. Like now I'm... Like I'm a pagan worshiper. Yeah. Like oh, I'm a Wiccan. Neo paganism. Right. Yeah, Neo paganism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now and then also um, I have zero environmental footprint. Wow. Um, yeah. You probably also have a vegan cat. <laughs> what makes you assume that I claim ownership over animals? <laughs> How dare you? How dare I? 
He has a companion. I, I have a, a vegan, life, a companion. life companion. Okay, we, Holy sh- shit. we share. Holy shit! Uh, no, I heard a funny joke about podcasts, which I might have shared on this, but okay. um, it was like podcasts are this generation's lower tattoo, lower back tattoo. <laughs> Everyone's got one, and they're all trash. Yeah. <laughs> so, welcome to our podcast where we talk about trash because mm-hmm. that's what we are. Uh huh. Right. I th- I think the thing about podcasts though is, uh, you don't have to be that good to have a successful one. Yeah. <laughs> Just look at Roe Jogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Or Peter Jordanson. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> or or uh, Ham Saris. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. Speaking of podcasts, though, Games Workshop came out with their their first episode. Yeah. Uh, it's called, oh really? It's called Voxcast. Is yeah. their podcast? Oh. Uh, funny enough, I have not listened to it. Nor have I, Jordan. Jordan? That means you better Are you the black to sh- it. Yeah, one of us was supposed to, and you drew the short straw. This whole episode was about their podcast. Say that I have. Well, I guess right. we have. Signing off. This is Well, Eric. I guess we could talk about something We could else. probably talk about Do they? Long. Are they immediately uh, bigger than our podcast? Yes, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Probably. Mark, Mark is like, <laughs> maybe not. Define bigger. No, like you look at... They just have like a, a way bigger audience. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. immediately. I, I saw their um, release on Facebook and yeah. it instantly had like hundreds of likes and hundreds of comments yeah, and yeah. so many shares. I get that too though. Just okay. not for Lorehammer. I get yeah. it for my other side project. What, which is? 50 guys in one gallon. <laughs> jug. <laughs> Uh, let's talk. No, it sounds interesting, though. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to listen to it. I don't even yeah. listen to podcasts, and no. I'm at least going to listen to that just to find out what they do. It, well, the first episode, like, what, they have the... uh, Jess Goodwin on, and he's, like, uh, super famous in Games Workshop for, like, being an amazing sculptor. He came up with, like, a lot of, like, the art designs and stuff, like, from the, like, the original concepts of, like, a lot of, like... Okay. Like... When you think of like that stereotypical like forty k like cathedral skulls, like he came the up gothic. with, a, yeah, he came up with like a lot of that flavor. That's cool. So that's the one. That's the one cool thing I'm yeah. excited for. Like you get to talk to people in the actual company. Um, well, we could just move to the UK. God no. Why? Because it's I know a guy there. there. I don't ever want to meet him. <laughs> no, of course not. No, no, no. You don't want to meet people you've met online. That's a hard no no in all of my books. <laughs> Speaking of the UK, did you see that? Uh, uh, I just saw this really funny video of Andy Circus playing Theresa May as Gollum. Oh, <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I did know there's a lot going on right now with Theresa May, and like, yeah, a lot of people are furious at her for the terrible yeah, deal. Like so she's she, probably done. Yeah, she she was trying to get it renegotiated. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, no. Yeah, like, it sounds like she's probably going to resign soon. Oh, yes. from what everyone's saying, job opening. Yeah, no. <laughs> what but do I have you're, to do to apply? You're probably I, as as accredited as she is. Oh, I don't, I don't even qualified. necessarily agree with everything he said in it. Sure, but it was like it was phenomenal. Like the he had the look, and then he did like the golem thing. But he had like the wig on. He had lipstick. Was he? He, he was looking like her. Yes, he uh, dressed okay. up as Theresa May That's fine. and was like talking about Brexit. And but like it was just so. It was so good. I'll have to find it. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy politically powered commentary. Yeah, sure. I enjoy political violence. Unless it gets in the way of my personal beliefs, in which case, how dare you? How dare you make fun of my belief while I happily make fun of yours? You bastard. Eric, 
What? Okay. I, like go the to, I, go, I go to school now. I'm a left-leaning one. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> uh, let's talk Sucks about a couple things, you. though, before we actually get into our episode. First of all, Patreon. Yeah, so. Uh, there's a guy. We actually have a new Patreon, Joseph. Oh, Joseph. 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 I'm assuming Joseph. Like, I don't speak whatever language he speaks, so. Is he Jewish? I don't know. So if it's a different language, I could make up the word and no one could really fact check me. No, I'm pretty sure I could find that out really quickly whether or not you said that. I for once have all the power. But Joseph, thank you so much for contributing to our podcast. I think you did $10, so. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime someone makes those contributions, it always blows my mind. Yeah, like it's nice and then like it's kind of sad too what is his check bounces but like it, it was a nice thought you know have you have you done that to many people mark like you sign up for like a three thousand dollar as a patron and then it bounces oh, three thousand man i would settle for like five five dollars like that and you let that bounce and, well yeah like that would bounce for me like yeah yeah of course anything over five i'm screwed yeah no naturally but uh there's this one uh patreon uh i listened to this one podcast and they last podcast on the left but basically they have this patreon tier where it's like if you donate like one million dollars to us we'll take you to six flags like oh naturally all, all expenses paid like <laughs> everything's expenses paid you want the express pass we'll get it for you all you need like to they're do gonna is, fly that person in yeah 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 oh, just wow. for a million dollars but Whoa. it's just so funny because they're just play, pay, playing it up like all expenses paid like <laughs> it's on us like we'll do this for you like it's a gift it's a gift for you <laughs> yeah, exactly but it's just so funny that's a good one i would do that so thank you yosa Yes, thank you, Joseph, for Joseph. contributing. Um, the next thing I want to do is something we haven't done in a long time. Yes. 40K is not funny. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so uh, I found a joke. And the only reason we're doing this is because we didn't actually talk about what we wanted to do in this episode. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, this is a joke I have. Two space marines are out on patrol when suddenly a carnifix comes running towards them across a field. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Uh, one Marine sits down. Oh, that down. wasn't the punchline. No, line. it wasn't. Oh. Yeah, I know. One <laughs> Marine sits down, takes off his boots, and slips on a pair of running shoes. The other Marine asks, what are you doing? Those will not help you outrun a charging Carnifex. Mm-hmm. He replies, I don't have to outrun oh. the Carnifex. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> Which I thought was so the original. lamest <laughs> thing ever. And then I saw someone reply to it yeah. with this. Alternate ending. Marines ain't no bitches, so they stand their ground and both die in the vastness of the grim dark future. Yeah. Their deaths really don't matter. <laughs> if anything, they put on power boots. Right, and exactly. they start fucking curb stomping exactly. that car. Kind of <laughs> Throw away their bolt guns, and we're like, we're just gonna kick the shit out. Yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, thank you for sharing. Yeah, the um, first joke I was like, eh, and then I really liked the guy who commented <laughs> <yeah>. on it. <laughs> so the next thing on our list, though, um, is an Eternal Horizon dump warning. Yeah, so on January 1st, we're going to be releasing seven or eight, like, six-hour episodes of the Tower RPG yeah. that we played last year. So it's so. almost like 50 hours of content. There's more than you can shake a stick at. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It, it's, it's that much. Yeah. I haven't listened to it, but Mark was the one. You played it. So. I played it, yeah. I didn't need to listen to it. I, 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 I was, was there. there. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, January 1st, make sure you unsubscribe unless you want... <laughs> Let's 50 hours of podcast. An, an unrealistic amount. No, no, just turn off your automatic downloads. For that. Yeah. 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 Just <laughs> please don't come 
whining to us. <laughs> don't come whinging to us. Well, I well, like social interaction, so you can come whine to me. Yeah, no. But, I'll take anything. Anything I can get. I don't it's care. It's all validation. It's all, <laughs> but somebody out there is listening. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a so, lot. Yeah. A, if you're really interested, look forward to it. Hey, and, this is just an idea. Yeah. Why don't you, like, send all the episodes to our Patreon men- members first? And then, like a month later, release them slowly. <laughs> we could. I'm just that. Uh, I know this is like a planning meeting now in the middle oh. of a podcast. Well, behind the curtain. Well, yeah. first I have to take attendance. So, uh, Mark, present. Okay, Jordan, present. And obviously, Eric, I'm present. Great. That's all of us. <laughs> Christian is not on the list, obviously. Good. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe maybe that would be a good thing to do. Well, it's something we can talk about. Uh, yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. Anyways, let's. Uh, I digress. But yes. remember, January first. It, it is it's coming it's coming <laughs> all right well, uh, I, I was listening to it and we said some pretty unreasonable things oh <laughs> did we well when you have 50 50 hours of audio of us rambling with a bunch of our friends not not ever really planning on releasing it no there's some we're gonna say some stuff hatred in there oh of course um <laughs> Naturally. So that was fun. Yeah. That was fun to listen to. I'd be like, oh, God. Also thinking other people are going to listen yeah, to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was good. Did you guys call each other all manner of unsavory things and racially charged epithets? <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine because Peter and I were there and we were playing against each other. Yeah. So okay. my, my favorite part, though, was uh, before we started actually playing the game, like I, I press record and then, you know, eventually we start playing the game. But there was a solid 10 minute, like I kid you not, it was like nine minutes or 36 seconds of Eric talking to James about supernatural episodes <laughs> for a solid fucking nine to 10 oh. minutes. And I was just like, why would you cut that? That show's so bad. What? You <laughs> that show oh, is God. so Now good. here we go. Here comes a nine minutes. It's so good. But, so uh, I cut it. I cut it. Did you listen to all of it? I listened to all of it. I was like, oh my goodness, like a solid nine minutes. How could someone talk about this for nine minutes? <laughs> so good. That makes sense. Uh, That's something I would do. Uh Another thing on our list is uh, High Hammer is coming soon. Yeah. So we've set a date of when we're going to record. I believe it's the 21st. Or 24th. It's a Friday. There's no way we're doing it on Christmas Eve. Oh, I see what you mean. People have families. So do you. They don't invite me. Yeah, that's true. They make it a point to not tell him about things. Um, But (laughs) anyway, so I think we're recording on the 21st. And if you want to submit your ideas um, of what you think we should talk about or what you think we should do even on it, we yeah, have like a couple ideas yeah. that we already are throwing around with each other. Yeah. So. But yeah, honestly, send us, what would you guys like to see us do while we're Stoned. under the influence of marijuana? <laughs> of devil's lettuce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Skuma. Skuma? What the? Bud. No, <laughs> what? It's bud. Mm. Like bud. You know, I, I never Jane. put a guy in my mouth there. Okay. Guy named That's Bud. not the first time. Anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's coming soon. So get your ideas to us. Yeah. If you quickly. want to, if you, have you, if you have an idea. Yeah. You have a, basically a week to get in contact with us, but basically, yeah. Send us some awesome questions, like conspiracy theories in 40 K that's just going to blow our minds. And us if like, it's good enough, it doesn't have to be 40 K. I'm willing to talk about not 40 K. Yeah. Stuff. If you want to ask Eric about how he functions as a human being, <laughs> we would love to talk about that. We might even reach some breakthrough <laughs> in Eric's lifestyle choices. I'll just start crying. <laughs> like, what have I done? <laughs> so it should be good. I'm, yeah. I'm actually quite excited. So It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, and without further ado, let's uh, get right into the episode.
Let's talk about the Necron dynasties. How do you say it in Necron? <laughs> no, like, you, you know the Matrix? In, in Necronese? <laughs> you know, like, in the Matrix when uh, he's screaming, when Neo is screaming, when oh, all like the silver the, uh, stuff yeah, yeah. is going on, and it turns into, like, a warble? Yeah. Like an electronic <laughs> warble? That's what I was trying to go for, but apparently I don't have a digital voice box. That's unfortunate. I'm just a human. Mm. So. I'm going to assume that Jordan just edited in post-production, though. Yeah. So it actually yeah, sounds really good. Wow, what a fantastic uh, just noise. Just assume. Yeah, <laughs> just... Thanks for all that work, Jordan. <laughs> no problem. Uh, let's get in, though. The first thing we wanted to do is... We wanted... Acknowledge that it's just the three of us. Yeah, you is know what? We don't have a guest on today. Yes. That's a little sad. I we... feel a different hey, energy, too. It's not gay if it's a three-way. <laughs> It is if they're all dudes, Jordan. No. I no. think you have heard that it's I think you're it's a missing a very important aspect of this three-way. Hmm. It's like there's like... Okay, never mind. Uh, but the first Too thing we're going to... dicks on the dance floor. <laughs> oh, man. They, they took his dick and they cut off his body. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about with dynasties is kind of what makes up a dynasty... Um, very simple, broad understanding of what it is. There's yeah, let me ask you a question. Yes. What is a dynasty? I'm so glad you asked that question, <laughs> Thank Bart. you. Um, so, let's get into it. A dynasty are former ruling houses of the Necron Tur. Yeah. Uh, back during, like, when they're actually, like, Necron Tur, like, so actual flesh, and, flesh blood. and blood. Yeah, like, they had their own like noble political houses. system. Yeah, yeah, you know, and... And there were class. a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, the dynasty of lesions... Uh, used to depend on hereditary means, but loyalty to your dynasty is now a matter of programming. Yeah, they, so just, you were born into a, a, a noble house, right? If you yeah. were like a peasant or like a worker, like whatever house you were born in, it was pretty much like indentured slavery, really. Yeah. But you were born into like the Sotek dynasty, so you served the Sotek dynasty, yeah. you know? And if your your lord birthed you, then you're like a prince of the house. Or yes, the dynasty, so you know? would be the next ruler of, yeah. of that dynasty, yeah. yeah. But uh, ever since they changed and they became Necron, now it's a very simple matter of your programming. Yeah. And your programming can be overwritten and changed. Um, even. Yeah. And, and yeah, that is true. But it is more common that if you were a lord when you're a Necron Tur, you are a lord when you're a Necron. If you were a slave when you're a Necron Tur, you are a slave when you're a Necron. You're a Necron warrior. Yeah. Um, but you are right. Like some, there are some stories of them like, uh, some Necron warriors becoming overlords and stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, I'm also thinking more um, like if you're a Sotek dynasty member, yeah. another dynasty can take your body and reprogram you mm. to now serve a different dynasty. I suppose, yeah, because dynasties get conquered all the time. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So there's just like yeah, yeah. dynasties yeah. care just as much about themselves as they do about the Necron race as a whole, Yeah, which we'll learn about. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so when the Necron Tur became the Necron, the lords and court members uh, became the rulers of the Necron. And there's a lot of conjecture in this episode because there's not a lot of solid information about this. There's a lot of alluding, like we, well, when we read it on uh, the Lexicanum and the Wiki, like they give their sources. Yeah. And we, like we'll go check the codex or whatever it says the source is. But the reality is it's not. Yeah. It's like not there's like, a lot, there's a lot of extrapolation on this idea. Yeah. Of what so. a dynasty is. But like, yeah, there's never been, as far as I'm aware, like 
uh, book where the main character is a Necron. I Lord. recently tried to find it because I was like, yeah. I got some time, you know, yeah. I'm just doing exams, so I'll get a Necron book and yeah. read it. Um, there is an anthology called the Ever Living Legion. Okay, that was written. And I was like, that's amazing. I'd love to read. It's like seven short stories about it. Oh. oh, okay. So I tried to um, find it, and it's like Indigo Chapters. It's like our bookstore, like our Powell's or whatever. Uh, like, it doesn't have that. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Amazon will have it. And Amazon yeah. has everything. Doesn't exist in Amazon. Hmm. And I was like, I want to order this from the Black Library. God, <laughs> feel like it cost me like 80 bucks to get Plus this. shipping. Right, For exactly. a digital copy. Oh, it is wretched, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so but there aren't a lot of yeah. like I heard Destruction of Bale is like one of the better ones for Necron, but even that it's about Space Marines and Necron, yeah. right? It's not about Necron sixty million years ago, yeah, when exactly. when they first became the Necron, yeah. So it's tough, yeah. Um, so as the dynasties begin to awake from their great sleep, uh, their lords rise as well, uh, and they're the lord still. Yeah. You know, it's not like they take new votes because they're, yeah, you know, yeah. their term ran out or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. No, if you're a lord, like you're a lord yeah. and you are that lord forever. And uh, the unique thing about the lords and some of the court that is different from warriors is that they actually retain their personalities and stuff. So each dynasty will actually have a different way that they govern, a different flavor to them, you know. Yeah. Like one lord might be incredibly petty, another one might be... Vicious. vicious one might yeah. be calculating, one subtle. Exactly. So it, like, it there actually, is still a difference in character between them, yeah. even though they are robots. Yeah. And, and what makes that even interesting, too, is... Um, some of these lords might actually have bitter rivalries with other dynasties. Dynasties act independently, and they've been known to go with go to war with one another and even conquer and destroy other dynasties. Yeah, it's very it's a very doggy dog world in yeah. the Necron dynasty. Yeah. There's it is not a uniform front at all. Yeah. And you might think like, oh well, why would the like the Necron are probably one of the most unified fronts like factions? You wouldn't imagine there'd be a lot of conflict. But the unique thing about it... You think it, more than Eldar? I said one of the most. Okay. Not, but yes, Eldar would be more. Like, Eldar rarely fight each other. Yeah. Um, but, now I lost my train of thought. So, you would think, why would they do that? Like, um, they don't make new new Necron and stuff. Like, why would they raise, waste resources? They all have very similar goals of galactic conquest and slavery. But, uh... All you really have to do to take over another dynasty is just kill their lord. Right. Or find a way to change their programming. Yeah. So, like, you can go to war, and it could be a crazy war for all of one day, but then the lord dies in the other dynasty. Now you've conquered their entire dynasty. Yeah. So it, it's not like these all-out, like... It isn't always that it isn't, the case. It, it can be. But it definitely it has been and can be. Yeah. yeah. Um... So each dynasty controls a region of space, and this varies greatly in size. Uh, sometimes can be as little as a single planet, and sometimes this this dynasty can span multiple segmentums. Yeah, which is absolutely massive. Yeah, we're, we're what, what's a segmentum? So the galaxy is made up. Is it? It's four broken or into five? five segmentums. Oh, so oh the right, entire right. galaxy, like quadrants, basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah basically okay. northwest. Yeah, northeast, yeah, yeah. And then a center. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. But like, that's the entire galaxy, and some dynasties they, span multiple segmentums. Really? That's huge. Wouldn't that be like the largest empire by far? Humanity is definitely more spread 
Oh, than a yeah. single dynasty. Yeah. So okay. Necron exists throughout the entire galaxy. It okay. really puts the Tau perspective into perspective. Yeah. Tau uh, have 100 so, worlds. Right, exactly. Okay. And there's like dynasties that are small that probably have 100 worlds. Yeah. So it, but, they are definitely... the. I think... Jeez, I'm trying to say something here. So the reason why they're not as powerful as you'd think they would be after hearing that is because the majority of their race is still asleep. Right, right. Yeah. Also, I, I feel like the Necron 2 are super, like, um, petty's not quite the right word, but super, like, play up how big their dynasty is. It's like, they control this entire sector, but, like, how many actual, like, inhabitable, inhabitable worlds are there? Like, how much of that sector do they actually control? Right. Like, is this where worlds they once controlled 60 million years ago? Sure. And that, like, that are now covered by yeah. alien races? Yeah, they could they could still be covered right. by alien races, but they're like, yeah, we, we control this area. Exactly. It, right. it, it's just, it could be just a matter of pride for them. It's yeah, like, this was the area we once controlled, so yeah. it's still ours. Yeah. And they just... Or, or it's like they have literally one planet all the way up north and one planet all the way down south. And they're like, everything, everything in from, between. From... Oh, I almost made a racist joke. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in between these planets is ours. But yeah. that's, I definitely can see that happening because yeah. the Necron view the entire galaxy as their own. Yeah. Like they, and to them, everything, like every defeat, every setback, every minor inconvenience, to them, it's not technically a loss because all of the humans and the Eldar and everything else will eventually die. But they never will. Yeah. So there's a really, really sweet line in the Codex, uh, if people ever want to read it. And it talks about how like the Necron are like enduring and that the over the grand scheme of things, nothing really matters to them because they will eventually win. Everything else will eventually die. Right, exactly. They have yeah. like a very meta view of the yeah. of the universe. Which is really cool to yeah. me, because not many races have that. The Eldar would be the closest, but I don't know. I really like that yeah. that thought process that they have. Yeah. Um, so let's go on to talk about um, what makes up a dynasty. Yeah. Uh, dynasties are primarily made up of tomb worlds, and a tomb world is a planet that has been inhabited by the sleeping Necron for untold millennia. There are three distinctions of designations of tomb worlds depending on their significance to the dynasty in which they reside. Yeah, so a tomb world is just going to be any kind of planet that houses Necron. And like literally it could be like this one random planet that has like 10 Necron on it. Yeah, we were kind like, of discussing that the idea that um, just because you know, there's a Necron inhabitant. It doesn't mean there has to be millions of Necrons sleeping on this one planet. It could just be like the Necron determined all it needed was the 30 Necron and a bunch of yeah, canoptic things to take a planet. Yeah, because it literally could just be like a scout planet almost. Sure. Like or where, they're where holding a first strategic value. Like the system, they come to that planet first and then like those Necron get awakened when something comes to that planet. Then they send off a message and awake right. all the other Necron, you know? Yeah, so we're... We kind of uh, guessed on our own or, or put our own thought into this is that not every Necron tomb world has hundreds and thousands. Some of them might be very small, yeah. which is not canon, but that's kind of how we feel it could Yeah, be. there's a lot of, like you said, a lot of speculation, but just going off the information we have and kind of going off even like the theme of what they yeah. are. Because you'll even see this when we talk about the three distinctions of the tomb worlds. Yeah. Yeah. So Chrome, Crown Worlds... Uh, Not to be confused with Crone Worlds. No, which I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they were once the pinnacle of Necronter power. These were the seats of power for the old ruling families and as such had greater access to defenses and fortification. These will now be um, 
like capitals uh, yeah, exactly. of the dynasty. McCraig, Terra. Right, exactly. Bale. Bale. The, the, and the, re- the Rock. The Rock. <laughs> tell me, Mark. Tell me how it's not a planet and it's just an asteroid. It's actually a starship. <laughs> Is it really? It has engines. Oh, they so. outfitted it with. Uh, so, and the the reason these are still considered ground worlds is that um, because they were like the seats of power for the ruling families, they had access to like way better fortifications yeah. and defenses. So when and they probably w- even just more Necron in general, yeah, of course, and more power resources. So when they went into sleep, they were way better defended than any of the other worlds, yeah, which so, allows them to wake up with the majority of their power still intact. Yeah, and they, they basically, yeah, woke up uh, with amazing status and hardly touched by the millennia. Um, these are run by overlords or pharaons, uh, if the dynasty is large enough. I think we'll get into a little bit of the difference between yep. those two. We're going to talk about all the different kinds yeah. and like the uh, status yeah. of them to go. But yes, uh, crown worlds are overrun by overlords are run by overlords or pharaohs. Yeah. Core worlds. These are worlds that are, uh, next of importance to the crown worlds. And they, w- <laughs> <laughs> these would be from the heart of the Necron dynasty. Core worlds are most likely ruled by lords. Yeah, th- this is like your middle class of yeah. planet. It's everything else. Yeah, exactly. right. If Terra is the crown world, then Mercury, Venus, Mars, Saturn, Jupiter—all of those are core worlds. Yeah, they're still important. They still house a lot of life and resources on yeah. them, but they're not the capital. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't mention Pluto because Pluto—it's would- not a planet. Well, it'd be considered a fringe world. It would be considered a fringe world. Wow. I didn't mention so Uranus, is... though. <laughs> I hope you never do. Let me tell you about the time I first saw uh, Uranus, Mark. Hmm. Uranus. Uranus. Yes. Ur- Uranus. <laughs> Uranus. Right, of course. I'm talking about Uranus, Jordan. <laughs> oh, okay. Specifically. Oh, okay. <laughs> Specifically, Jordan. Uh, yeah, so these are core worlds. They're still important to the dynasty, but they're not crown worlds, yeah. and they're not on the outline. They're not the ruling hell or right. ruling planets. Yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, we have next also fringe worlds, uh, and these are on the outskirts of dynasties and therefore not considered as important, being far from court. Yeah, which is a huge deal in Necron. Like if you can't yeah. attend the court yeah. of the dynasty, you're a nobody. Yeah, how are you supposed to peddle your power? Exactly. How are you supposed to like distinguish yourself in front of your yeah. your competitors if you're not there in the court? Yeah, because it is a very dynastic ruling, like very medieval in approach to that. Mm. Not Egyptian. No. Oh. What? No. What? <laughs> not at all. Oh. No. Not in that sense. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so fringe worlds are often poor and distant colonies commonly used for manual labor. So this is where Mark and I kind of figured that there were very small Necron outposts. So let's say on Pluto, there's an alien race of like tiny individuals that are really good at mining that resource. Yeah. Well, you just need five Necron there to make sure that they're meeting their quotas and then they're just constantly shipping their resource to Terra. Yeah. So that's the whole thing is that of course you're not going to garrison like half of your court and their army on a fringe world because that would be ridiculous. So that's kind of where we, we figured there was a little breakup in population between them. Um, so after we talk about two worlds and the distinctions, let's go into the hierarchy of a uh, Necron dynasty and their court. Uh, okay, so at the very top of all Necron is the Silent King. 
Yeah. He was the very first one who made the deal with the Satan for their metal bodies and stuff. He was also the one who destroyed the command codes to free the Necron away from... Uh, Absolute control. Yeah, basically from control from himself. Yeah. But, uh, and he sent them all to sleep yeah. uh, with the the protocol that after 60 million years yeah. they would begin to awaken and yeah. take over the galaxy again. We'll have to do an episode on him one day. At some point. Soon. Yeah. TM. Yeah. Right? That, I think that's should, our motto. Yeah. Well, except like we don't fulfill it. No, of course <laughs> not. Are you kidding? There's way too much content. We could say like literally, oh yeah, Fringe World. Soon. TM. No, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> what am I thinking? But yeah, the Silent King is a major player in Necron lore. Um, there's a lot, but that's basically, he was the ruler of the Necron and he still is to this this day, but he eventually fled the galaxy. So he's no longer, I think he came back. He is back. Yeah. But I don't think he's like taken up a seat of power or anything. Not yet. He's trying to. Yeah. But yes, he, he is currently the leader of the Necron, but he is not definitely a recognized leader of a unified race yeah it doesn't exist yet so the next uh most powerful thing and probably the most powerful um is pharaons so even though all of them would profess to serve the silent king like they probably don't give a shit at the moment yeah Uh, a pharaon is a ruler of a sufficiently large dynasty yeah now there's hundreds of planets like well we we have no idea yeah that is true so i say that and there is no numbers. Right, yeah. We but, have no actual distinction of what an, the differences between an overlord and a pharaoh yeah. is. Besides that, it's a significant number. Yes, besides that, there's a distinction. So I guess that's how intelligent you are. To me, a significant number is seven. Seven. Right? So as long as you have seven planets, yeah. you're a pharaoh. But for somebody as post-secondary intelligent of you, you might be able to count higher than that even. <laughs> Sometimes. On a good day. So if you catch me on a good to day. to you might be like, what's the number after seven? Thirteen. Woof. Sounds made up. <laughs> it is. I made it up right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we don't have like an actual distinction. Um, yeah. <clears throat> there have been pharaohs described as very tiny and f- like Imhotek, yeah. which is like the leader of the strongest dynasty. He's a pharaoh. Yeah. So we have no real way to distinguish between pharaohs and overlords, uh, but overlords would come next. Yeah. And so, they, they also lead dynasties. So it's not yeah. as big. Exactly, and and they'll they'll lead dynasties of multiple planets, but yeah. yes, just not as large. But they, pharaohs and overlords, they have their own court. Yeah, I like to think. Now, this is just speculation mm-hmm. that we know that dynasties make allegiances with one another, like the Glorfindelfth dynasty might make yeah. allegiance with the well, Glorfindelfth. The uh, the Sotek has like a bunch of key like Sumerian dynasties. Yeah. So. Uh, Imhotek would be the pharaoh. Then overlords are of his subservient dynasties. So they still rule their own dynasty, but they don't have dynasties under them. So to me, a pharaoh would be like, he has dynasties under him. It very well could. Yes. Like, once again, that's my speculation. That's how I'm going to pass would definitely, it off. As, like, it would definitely make, the designation would make sense then. Yeah. Right? Like, you yeah. could very clearly say, oh, if you have another overlord pledging their allegiance to you, yeah. that makes you a pharaoh. Exactly. Yeah. But we, that's, mm. it's not, yeah. I mean, there's no, <laughs> there's no evidence for that, but yeah. it would be a, it would be an but interesting. The, the logic comes from this because overlords have lords underneath them and a lord is the ruler of a single planet. So it would make sense that they, you know, then if you have. Everything is just a very clear triangle. It, exactly. It's a pyramid right? scheme. Exactly. <gasps> the Egyptians. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who built the, pi- the pyramids? Mongols. Oh. What? What? Oh, <laughs> Mongols? I don't know history very oh. well. Um, but yeah, lords are in control of one planet, so they're they're still high up, and they make up like the overlords' courts as well. So like when the overlord holds court, he'll call all his different planets together, and all the lords will come and join him, and he'll boss them around. They have an awesome wine party yeah, cheese tasting cheese wine and cheese as is the necron way yeah. obviously um but even those lords underneath him like there are still other ranks yeah uh so nemesor is yeah. like another rank uh vargard um overseer are other ranks but all hmm. of these are just things within the court and they are are they ranks or are they titles? Both. A little bit okay. of both. Like okay. a Vargard. It's yeah. probably like a job description. Too. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So like a Vargard is like your primary Lich Guard. Okay. So it's like a personal... He leads your Lich Guard. Yeah, yes. exactly. So... Um, so He's your chapter champion. So Space Moon kind players of. can relate. Kind of. I mean, that's probably as close as you're going to get. Um, but so that's a Vargard. A Nemesaur yeah. is just a title given to a type of overlord. Okay. Right? So, like, the Nemesaur Zondrek is, like, a, a character you can play on tabletop. But really, okay. he's just an overlord. Okay. But he's just given the title of Nemesaur. Hmm. Right? And then there, an overseer is just, like, a master cryptic. Okay. So you can have, like, overseers in your court, and then you have seers, which yeah. are your cryptics. So it's kind of like there is, like, ranking in, in between yeah. these things. But it's more of a title yeah. than it is an actual rank. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and all those things make up, like, a Necron's court. Yeah, you're going to have all of those in the court. So it's not just these four yeah. things. Do you know much about Oberon Vanguard? Uh, the bodyguard? Uh, it's Nemesaur, Zandrek, and Vargard Oberon. Vanguard. Vanguard. Vargard. Vargard. Uh, is he an immortal? No. Is he a Lich Guard? Well, I mean, technically, he's, like... They they never say, but okay. he, w- he would be a Lich Guard. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. would... Would a Necron court ever have immortals in their court? I would say no, only because immortals are just regular military people. Yeah, but, like, you could have... Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Like, if... Are you talking about, like, maybe an immortal in very high um, honor right now, or they're in favor? Yeah. Right? So maybe an immortal is brought in in favor, and he's presented to the Pharaon as, like, this immortal did this for you yeah yeah my lord and and he's given like yeah. honors and everything and and maybe he's allowed to attend court for the day but i would not assume it's normal like yeah. if you yeah, go, yeah. yeah you just okay. compare it to like anything else like um like when you go to your like when we think about our parliament like a regular guy can look but he's not allowed to participate right or how if, dare they if you think of a medieval court yeah it's just full of nobles yeah yeah right and just being a military man isn't enough to be able to go yeah. into court fair so. enough yeah but i could definitely see them participating every once in a while as yeah. uh like when they've earned it so. okay is what else is noticeable about the court anything else uh, like they got cryptics in it and stuff yeah. and like, well because cryptics are very highly valued yeah. um just in the fact that they're rare yeah but all of these things will be in the court vying for attention and power and, yeah and um, trying to you know win prestige okay. for them and, and like their legions it's yeah. it is very manipulative yeah, yeah. in how they act 
which I think is is cool. It adds a lot of flavor that most people don't know the Necron. Yeah, have. yeah. To because be honest, I don't know much about it either. Well, it happens all off the battlefield. Yeah. Right, and a lot of people assume that when the Necron aren't battling, they're just sleeping in stasis, hmm. but they're not. Right, they're holding like war meetings. It's very Game of Thrones, like they're very all, like, Game of Thrones. Yeah. They're all trying to vie for power of yeah. this, and we'll we'll see that. You guys will see that a lot as we talk about like the different. Um, dynasties and what they do and like notable things about them okay so. and well, that uh, was a lot <laughs> <laughs> and below the court is basically everyone else yeah it's so it's that's your, pretty gonna your be warrior class yeah your yours. warriors and your immortals yeah that, that's all the necron yeah. who are necron that are not part of the court yeah normally and then uh the other interesting thing too uh in the hierarchy of necron is uh what are they called they're pe- this patriarchs no um praetorians praetorians yes praetorians Praetorians do not fit in um this yeah because they're technically not a part of the dynasties except they're very honored and if a praetorian comes to your planet they're based they they're not more powerful they are the voice of the silent king yeah like the silent king doesn't talk for himself it's kind of the whole point is that his Praetorians are supposed to go out and speak his will. Yeah. And so when a Praetorian shows up at your court, he's a representative of the leader of the entire Necron race. Yeah. And, like, they they uh, they put forward, like, the values of the Necron, like, their culture and stuff. Yeah, they'll share what, what their culture is. They'll yeah. share their code of conduct, which is we'll talk yeah. about is extremely important yeah. to the Necron yeah. race. Uh, but there are even instances of people ignoring yeah the praetorians right so it, it's it's a very there's way more dynamic here than just yeah robots yeah <laughs> and then the very last thing we're gonna talk about is alien subjugated races yeah so this is the one thing that lots of people get wrong um because lots of us older players remember necron as old cron where they just want to destroy the galaxy eliminate all life but in their new edition which i actually really like they actually um the more, the more I read it, I really like it. It's just like Primaris. Fuck no. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. Um, they actually subjugate entire alien species to their will. So that they're conquer planets, and they're not just eliminating the planets. They're, they're subjugate them. Yeah, and they'll even indoctrinate them in their yeah. culture. Yeah, exactly. And the Praetorians even go around and, like... They go to planets that are primitive and don't have, like, their own culture yet. And they're, like, set themselves up as, like, gods to them and, like, kind of grow the Necron culture that way and stuff. Yeah, like, of these alien races that yeah. have nothing to do with the And Necron. then when, like, the Necron come to that planet, it's like... The gods have arrived. The gods have arrived. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's a very interesting aspect that they actually, like, will subjugate races and uh, use them to their advantage. Like We kind of had a little talk of why we think like what do the necron actually need yeah because like it's not like they need food no um i'm sure they're not like that they're They're not energy dependent either eh, the the cryptics take care of all of that sure yes like it's not a demand but they do use energy yes uh i just need to clarify that sure of course it's not like it's not it's not like they're not oil they don't need oil or they, they don't need like ethereum crystals to run their stuff exactly like the, the cryptics something take care that of you have to mine or something yeah. like that um yeah and yeah they don't need food it's not like they need necrodermis being mined or anything like all that stuff is taken care of yeah it, it is an odd thing so one of the things i thought about was that maybe they use these guys for is it's a throwback to when they were necron tur 
Yeah. So when they were Necrontur, their uh, cities and planets were covered by mausoleums. Yeah. And they were called as nothing but, um, uh, what's it called? Tomb worlds. No, what's it called when you like offer honor to something? Patronage. Uh, kind of. I don't know. Anyways. Patreon. It was, they described their old worlds as just being a transitory place from the living to the dead. Oh, okay. like, they're, like a pilgrimage? Uh, no. Less of a destination okay. journey. But like it, it's more like their, <laughs> their worlds were only meant to house the dead. There was no sparkling universities or museums in their old worlds. It was just mausoleums and Basically pyramids and crypts. Basically, you're born to die. Yeah. Right, exactly. You're born to die. And their architecture reflected that. Um, and in my mind, I'm like, well, how did they build all these things? Well, they probably used slaves. Yeah. Because they were too short-lived to do any of that. So I think this is like a kind of a throwback to where before they had these slaves building these things. Well, yeah. now they just get slaves to build massive monuments to their yeah. glory. Let me let me put on my Christian Lutz hat here. Okay. Um, <laughs> see, in ancient Egypt, the Egyptians would enslave people to build vast monuments for them. They built the pyramids. Actually, and- do you want to hear an interesting fact? That's recent, not true. Recent archaeological device, or no, recent archaeological evidence has said that the majority of the people that built the pyramids were actually Egyptians and they weren't slaves. Could they be Egyptian slaves though? No, they were Egyptians. Like that was like the majority of where the Egyptians worked. Sounds like somebody's telling you, spinning you a false narrative. Could be. (laughs) Because I read in the Bible, (laughs) in the Bibla, in the Bibla that the, the Jewish people, can I say Jewish people? You can, that's allowed. Okay. <laughs> that the Jewish people. No, you have in, to say the Jews. When the <laughs> dirty Jews, because they're in the desert, sandy, they were sandy, dirty Jews. Eric's <laughs> <laughs> just shaking his head. He loves it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. There's anyway. my Christian half. Christian Lutz. That was me, uh, word for word, what Christian Lutz right, said. Of course. I don't think they're dirty Jews. Oh my God. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> All right, let's get back into Necron. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think you're definitely right. Like, they just, they like to lord over people and they build these vast monuments. Yeah, they, they like to feel in control. They like yeah. to feel dominant. Yeah, and it even shows, like, in their court, they're always vying for power. And what better way to have power than to literally just... Have a planet of slaves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I forgot the one guy's name, but um, you have to send me a message and yell at me. But he, he sent me his Necron lore and, like, Part of it was uh, he set up like this. Uh, was it the that, trade house? No. Was it something else? Something else. But he basically had his tomb world on a world that was already established, like already had imperial citizens on it. Like in in actual canon? No, no, no. This oh, is fan. He, he created is, it. Yes, yes. Uh, so it was like an imperial world, but the Necron tomb world woke and enslaved the population. But like the the imperials like think that the necron are like gods essentially well that's just the triarchs right, right? setting and it all like, up yeah exactly so like they think they're gods and then uh he wrote about a flayed one who just runs around in the city killing people and wearing their skins and then like going back to the house and like like basically living as that person like that's terrifying it's terrifying but then the it's... best part was he's like but just think about about the people like they play along with it because they know that he's a god and that he's like this all-powerful being even though he's like this twisted corrupt flayed one that even the necron hate they despise yeah yeah, yeah. but like 
Yeah, they, they play nice and, like, you know, they come in as his mother that played one's, like, the mother now, but all the children are like, yes, you can oh tuck my me gosh. in. Like, That's terrifying. <laughs> like, That's super just, dark. I like yeah, it. Yeah, he just, they just bend to this one flayed one's will because, yeah. they And it's very like, obvious that it's not his mother. Like, the skin oh, oh, yes. is draped yes, on him. exactly. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's good. I like that a lot. I know. I, I loved it. But, yeah. uh. Clearly, we'll have to share his story sometime. Yeah, we will. But, uh, yeah, like. That's the thing. Like they, they want to be worshipped. They want to hold power over people. They want these like giant statues built to them to proclaim how awesome they are. Yeah, exactly. All right, it's a good time. It's a great time, except if you're a slave. And even a then, it might slave. be a great time. <laughs> Let's uh, now that I mean, hopefully, you kind of have an understanding of the court and the flavor and the character of how Necron Court would be. Let's talk about a couple of the major dynasties, and then we're going to go into a couple of the minor dynasties. Not all of them, because there's actually quite a few. There are. Um, it's a typical some dynasties were literally made as yeah. a plot point to be destroyed by an orc horde. Right, exactly. But some of them are actually pretty neat. So what we did is we went through the minor dynasties, and we uh, just picked out ones we thought had really cool pieces of information in them. Yeah. So... Let's start with the biggest and most powerful dynasty uh, right now, and that is the Sotek dynasty. This is the largest dynasty, and it's currently ruled by Pharaon Imhotek, the Storm Lord. And, and this is where like, uh, we get back to the segmentums and stuff. This planet, or this dynasty is the largest, but it only consists of 80 planets. But it spans multiple segmentums. But it spans right? multiple. It's, so, it covers a massive area of space, but it's yeah. like maybe one out of every 50 planets is actually yeah. a Necron planet. But they claim all it, of it. Exactly, exactly. So really their number is in the hundreds right. of planets, but there's only actually eight, 80 Necron tomb worlds. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, it, it just puts that whole thing that Jordan brought up earlier. Like, wow, that's so big, but like... It, it might not be as big as we actually yeah. think it is. Like, there might be a lot going behind the scenes. But anyways... Well, yeah, not every planet is probably suitable to be uh, a tomb world. Yeah. Very true to that as well. Yeah. yeah. It, a lot, I think a lot of it just comes down to, like, their perspective is they just assume that the planet is theirs because it's between two of their tomb worlds. Yeah. yeah. Right? But, yeah. The crown world of uh, the Sotek dynasty is Mandragora. Mandragora. I got it. Bang on. Yeah, so that would be like their capital planet. That would yeah. be where Emotech has his court. Yeah, exactly. Before the biotransfers, the Sotek dynasty was ranked the third most powerful dynasty. But due to the good condition of their tomb worlds, they have uh, awoken to galactic dominance. Yeah, and that just goes to show you that so many Necron have been lost just yeah. to time. And it even shows you just like... Uh, that things are kind of constantly fluxing and changing as well. Like some dynasties will get more power and outrank other ones. And yeah, everything is very fluid in the Necron world, except their gender. Cause they're all robots. And well, they don't have one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I um, love Jordan's giggle. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, he just enjoys bigotry that <laughs> just enjoys it. The, the Sotek dynasty. I'm laughing uncomfortably. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. in pure joy and pleasure. <laughs> the Sotek dynasty is the one most frequently encountered by humanity, and that's got to just be due to the fact that they're so close to McCraig. Sure, there's a lot of worlds maybe in that sector. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but they've been inaccurately branded as representative of the race as a whole. 
So when if anyone is to hear the word Necron, they're going to bring to their cells an image of a Sotek dynasty. Yeah, yeah. And what they don't, what regular people don't understand is that there are very large distinctions between dynasties and even in how they'll act. Some dynasties are extremely savage and they'll kill everyone. And others, like, they're just going to come and be like, hey, like, you're our slaves now, so... Good luck. Yeah. They're like, thanks. <laughs> bye. And so there are, there's just very different distinctions between them. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Just to jump back to uh, just another use for the slaves. Um. <laughs> Is it the, the body? Right. We'll the body transfer? No, we'll carry on. Okay, sure. Um, I'll bring it up later when it's more relevant. Sure. Okay. Uh, the Sotek <laughs> what are, is wrong with me? <laughs> the Sotek are known for their aggressive expansion, and they've gained uh, such a big reputation for terror that systems have been known to surrender to them to live out as slaves rather than meet their legions in battle. So the Sotek is starting to create a name for themselves that is spreading outwards, and so they'll they'll enter a a, a star system, and like they'll come to a planet, and. Um, like their code of honor dictates that you know they announce their arrival and that they they're going to destroy all of you unless you become their slaves and these people just surrender because they're yeah. like we already know what's going to happen so we're just yeah. we're your slaves now well done perfect Propaganda uh, that's the best kind of war there is yeah um and these necron are a natural metal color and they have like a gl- green glowing yeah they're your stereotypical yeah looking necron Next, we have the Novak Dynasty. This dynasty is located in the Ultima Segmentum, and their crown world is Tol Six. Is it six or four? Six. Okay. According to what you wrote. Well, uh, then I wrote it correctly. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Their current colors are red on the shoulder plates and head, and they hail from a time long ago when the warriors of the Necron turd Novaks would dab their enemies' blood on themselves after battle. So I guess their color scheme kind of just represents like it's just a, it's a throwback. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like we're extremely savage. An ancient tradition that they carry on. Exactly, yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. It it makes like I like that there's like an explanation of color in most yeah. of these Necron dynasties yeah. we're gonna read about. Yeah. yeah, and it just shows how much like culture they actually have and like tradition and honor and whatnot. But the, the well, Lord, not a lot of honor, but in, in that practice. There's a lot of honor. <laughs> if you murder an infant, no honor. You murder another warrior in single combat. And then take their blood and wipe yeah, it on your yeah. head. What are you typing over there? Don't, don't worry about it. Keep going. Uh, you're making me nervous the way you type, though. It's like, it's like fucking daggers with one <laughs> finger. <laughs> this is my strong arm. Yeah, exactly. uh, their lord is called the Crimson King uh, because he controls the Crimson Shard which is actually a Satan known as the Crimson God. <laughs> this is fun to write. <laughs> uh, this is an unwilling vassal that meter, meets... Meets? Yep. Meters. Meets out. Meets. Not meets, like I eat meats. No, this is meat as in like to meet Bologna. out justice. But not or, meats as in to I like to meet new people. <laughs> yeah, again. Again, not like that meat, but the meat as in to meet out something. Like M-E-T-E-S meets jordan uh <laughs> jordan how do you spell what does y-e-s spell um i believe it is yes okay what does e-y-e-s spell i believe it is yes <laughs> yes yes yeah all right uh sorry keep going on no, no it's book. eyes <laughs> keep going on no book, uh 
meets out terrible destruction on their foes. Um, they once met a Death Guard warband called the Pallid Hand that infected them with one of Mortarion's diseases, the biomechanical Ferric Blight. This has since spread to their tomb worlds, which is just crazy. Like, there's actually like some type of plague out there that affects their biomechanical necrodermis. It, it, I mean, it's got to be like something that was created by like Mortarion yeah, or Nurgle yeah. or something. Yeah, like there is things that like degrade degrade metal or that like mess with programs like it, it yeah. could literally be a, a, a like virus a com- yeah a computer yeah, virus. It could be a, a computer virus, virus yeah. right yeah. so yeah malware i, I think <laughs> straight from the mouth of nurgle <laughs> yeah. i think it's definitely more of a physical thing than like you do a, it's it's nurgle like i mean they're like the flare virus yeah. is an actual virus that causes your body to physically change yes but that's not a nurgle disease We're, no it's not but i'm just saying there yes there they, are there are digital viruses that they yes. can contract that yes. will change them physically Ye- yes i agree so he could be part. he could be manipulating them yeah um yeah it's pretty wild. Uh, they are currently fighting orcs, Imperium, Chaos, Tyranids. So basically, it's not a good yeah, time. Yeah, they're set on have... by like all sides. Yeah, which makes great if you want to start collecting this army. You can play tons of lorically correct games. You yeah, know. the only thing you're not allowed to fight is Tau. Yeah, that's because they're in a completely different Technically, no one is allowed to fight Tau other because than... Because they're like, special and they need to be guarded other and than loved humans. and nourished. Humans are allowed to fight Tau. <laughs> and Tau is allowed to fight other Tau. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> They're split race, Mark. They're not nearly as uniform as you'd like to believe. Really? Yeah. The Tau, the Farsight Enclave split off from the Tau Empire. Hmm. In the year 37 MDH. So they don't believe in the greater good? They do. Well, they, they, do. they, they do. believe in the greater good, but they don't believe in the ethereal cast, ethereal cast as the ruler. But they still do believe in the caste system. Gotcha. Yeah. It's interesting, but... This is an episode about Necron. So why are we doing it? Is there even a single Necron player that's ever cared? Cared? Yeah. Give me back my undead <laughs> robots. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So Not that's the Novak. The, the really interesting thing about them to me is just that biomechanical plague. Like, the what the of, fuck is it? Yeah. It's crazy. How does it affect them? What does it look like? How does it transfer from one person to another? Yeah, and like, so... It even Do you think says, they have like, robot sex? It's just an STI. Fuck. No. <laughs> Put your goss on my goss. <laughs> oh my goss. It's firing. <laughs> uh, but it, it is spreading to other tomb worlds. Yeah. So I wonder if it came in contact with the Sotek dynasty. Would it spread to them? Or if like... You Was know, it they, engineered specifically to go exactly, for the Exactly. Like, because they paint themselves red, the plague affects the... Comp- you know, who knows? I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm, in I'm a only land, a scientist. I don't know everything. Yeah, in a land that is dominated by warp, you can pretty much do whatever you want and have it be acceptable. The warp sounds crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the Nihilak dynasty or Nihilic. I have no idea. Nihilithic. Yeah. Maybe. Are they nihilists? They are not. Actually, oh. there's a way better nihilistic dynasty in here later. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the Nihilak is ruled by Pharon Crispic. From the crown world of Gedin or Gedin or Gedin, 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 G H E D N, E S, Y, E S. I would call it Gedin. You say Gedin? Yeah, yeah. 
Why not? Um, so the Nihilic flaunt gold color with turquoise accents. This is the one that most makes me think of Egyptians mm. just because of that turquoise yeah. and gold. Yeah. Um, their tomb worlds reside on vast treasure worlds plundered from a thousand civilizations. So they are very much in love with the idea of being wealthy through like power, powerful through wealth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they are arrogant and proud and have been known to protect their treasures to the point of isolationism. Hmm. So they would, they caught like way back in the day, they shut themselves off because they were just like worried that everyone was going to take their treasure. <laughs> um, but recently they decided to end this policy and um, have decided to expand their territory, which makes sense. You know, more tomb worlds are beginning to awaken, so they're, maybe they feel like their strength is Yeah, at one point enough. they're the second. This is my theory. At one point they're the second, now they're the third, now they're the fourth, and now they're like, maybe we should do something. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. Or maybe they're like, okay, we have enough to leave behind to guard our treasure yeah. while the rest of us go mm. and conquer. Yeah. Um, so since their appearance... Uh, since the appearance of the Cicadrix Maledictum, or Gorkscrin, mm-hmm. uh, they have begun to mercilessly hunt down chaos. And at the same time, they have claimed a large area of space and are forcing their slaves to erect geometrically arranged monuments for an unknown purpose. This could be a throwback to... This could be a throwback to the pylons and the Satan plan to come up. Yeah, of course. This could be a throwback to the Satan's plan to cut off the warp from the Materium. Sure, could be. I mean, it, there's definitely an anti-warp flavor to them yeah, in yeah. their like oh man they we're hunt gonna, down chaos yeah we're yeah. specifically going to go after yeah, chaos yeah. So. interesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, okay yeah i wonder if these people's lore was written before we knew what blackstone was was so it was definitely kind of hinted like, like that's what they were doing they're doing blackstone stuff yeah hmm. like i'm pretty sure this came from fifth edition okay cool a lot of stuff from necron came from seventh and fifth edition Fifth is when they did the big change, and then seventh is just for fun, or? No, seventh was their big change. No, 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 it was not. Has it really been that long? Yeah. Hmm. I don't I don't know exact numbers, but. Yeah. Uh, anywho. I don't know. Words? I just live in this world. I don't pay attention to it. No, why would you? Yeah, it's trash. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the Mefrit dynasty now. During the War in Heaven, the Mefrit dynasty specialized in harnessing the power of stars in order to turn them supernova. This is shown through their orange energy made by harvesting captive suns. That's a good time. Oh, yeah. Anyone who can... They must have destroyed a lot of solar systems. <laughs> you have no idea. They're, we're going to get into some cool stuff with the Necron. Yeah, they got some wild They things. got some crazy stuff. Um, the Mifret dynasty was frequently used by the Silent King to bring, about, to bring troublesome worlds to heal. Like this don't place. ignore that because that was back when i wrote the wrong thing when i wrote troublesome dynasties to you oh right because you know i see space wolves did that to the other but most dynasties disliked them uh and they had thought their methods were dishonorable yeah so they kind of came a little bit of an outcast yeah of this um their pharaoh was assassinated during the great sleep by uh, Eldar assassins. It doesn't list which um, craft world does it, unfortunately. I'll talk. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Yeah, no, exactly. Change my opinion. <laughs> Change my mind. 
Uh, and so this dynasty is currently experiencing a power vacuum with many lords vying for power. Yeah. So they're like that their court is in disarray right now. There's not a single ruler. A lot of like they're just all competing yeah. to like putting their pawns in power. And yeah. so just trying to everyone's trying to claim the throne. Cool. Uh, and it's located in the Ultima segmentum, so another dynasty. Another large dynasty. There's a lot in that segmentum. There is a lot there's a lot of powerful ones in that segmentum. Okay. Perfect. Makes for uh strong uh ultramarines. <laughs> Don't think you know what birds uh, are. <laughs> the Mifrit, the way they look, um, they also have like the silver look, um, but their weapons are orange, yeah. so they are charged. As opposed to the green. As opposed to the green of the Sotek. So yeah. they share that similarity with the Sotek in that they're all the yeah. metal, but their energy yeah. that would, you know, you'd see in their weapons and their eyes and their body is just an orange color. Yeah, because like normally Necron technology is powered by glow sticks, but these yeah. ones are powered by the sun. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, and if you need to recharge your gun, your Goss gun, you just take another glow stick, shake it, give it a good it, shake, yeah. And you put it in the slot. Yeah. See, Jordan, that's where you'd put the glow stick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The gun. <laughs> Perfect. Now it works. Now and now it good. shoots uh, bolts that are able to destroy you atom by atom. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that's some powerful glow sticks. <laughs> that's like what happens in real life if you drink one. No. Just you just start it. melting. It just wrecks you. No, it's like it's like the when they all die at the end of Avengers, and they just kind of <gasps> float away into How death. Hey, That's spoiler alert! Alert. Whatever. I you, never saw it yet. Did you not? No. You're a liar. I, I'm not. What did you think happened? They all lived happily ever no, after. No, I mean I know that's kind of what everyone alludes to. Oh, okay. Is that a bunch of people died? It's but not don't tell me. Don't illusion. tell me who dies. Jordan, look at Tony me. Stark. Are you? Now oh, I know sorry, who does Iron Man. Die. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Iron Man. Tony Stark is an idea. <laughs> you can't kill an idea like no. Tony. He's, he, you need to whisper it in the wind. Anything more than a whisper and it would die. Anyways, <laughs> let's talk about the next gun. Uh, the I think this is the last one we're going to talk about for majors, and it's the Nefrek. The Nefrekt are extremely wealthy, rich in metal that is used to construct their undead legions, which implies that can they make... No, they just make new bodies. They make but new the bodies. consciousnesses, they yeah. don't make new consciousnesses. Well, you, how could you? By consciencing it into whispers. <laughs> That'll do it for me, I guess. <laughs> it's 40k science. Um, due to their placement near the galactic core, while being in the Ultima segmentum, yeah, grants them access to vast energies, energy stores. Um, I don't know what that, that exactly alludes to. So in the galactic map as a whole, yeah. what is in the core? The maelstrom. Does that lend itself to a lot of energy? I'll let you know. So this is what I've learned in my studies of the universe. Yeah. In the center of our galaxy is a black hole. That's not true we, at all. And everything is getting sucked into this nope. black hole. If anything, hole. we're expanding. <laughs> well, actually, no, galaxies aren't expanding, but... Each galaxy is expanding outwards from other galaxies. Yeah, yeah. So the universe as a whole is getting larger, but our Milky Way galaxy is the Tell same size. Tell me more about this hole you speak of. Mm-mm. A hole, not like the hole. a hole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know why, what what significance it would play. I see, yeah. Um, but, uh, I know there's a lot of crone worlds in that area, hmm. right? Because that's where the majority of the Eldar dynasty or the Eldar Empire was, hmm. like, at the Maelstrom, because they created it. No, no, it. no, you're thinking Eye of Terror. Oh, I am thinking Eye of Terror. Yeah. 
Um, but on, oh, on yeah. the topic of like... Eric, what? dumb, so stupid. Why? Ah, oh, dumb, so stupid. Cut it, cut it. Cancel the podcast, cut this up. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> um, just on the topic of why there might be so many uh, Necron in the Ultima, Ultima Segmentum is probably because like their original home, home world was probably somewhere in the Ultima Segmentum. That would make sense. Would, yeah. Yep. All speculation. All speculation. Unfounded. Speculation. Un- Delusional. Delusional. <laughs> <laughs> From this, they have produced the ability in their overlords to turn into beings of pure light. Yeah, so that's their manipulation of these vast energy stores. Yeah, and the, the, this is called, like, the golden form. Uh, their ca- current pharaon, Silphak, Slil, Silphak, yeah. Silphak ha- yeah. has lost his sanity during the Great Sleep, and when his cryptics gave him the power to assume the golden form, he began to see himself as a celestial uh, deity. That's kind of cool. I mean, you're a metal body that has the ability to turn into a form of pure light. Yeah. And so... It's pretty fucking... And you're crazy. (laughs) So you're like, of course I'm a god. Look at me. Right? Like... I have this huge empire. Oh. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, it definitely lends to it. Right? And there's been a lot of things that happen with uh, Necron programming during the Great Sleep. So, I mean, there's a lot of insane Necrons out there. Right? So... Yeah. Uh, was there anything else about the Nephrak? Uh, their warriors can activate a small portion of this power in order to teleport themselves small distances. So it's kind of like they got little shimmer shields, shimmer, shimmer watches. Yeah, and around. Um, so it's said that the way that they're able to do this is through like a gold, a meta gold or something. Yeah, like yeah. it's like a specific ore that's incorporated into, into their, their necrodermis, into their yeah. necrodermis, and this is reflected in how the Nephrak dynasty actually looks they um, look like bronze they're, they're a bronze color yeah and i'm assuming that as you go up in hierarchy you get more and more gold yeah until you're an overlord and you're pure gold yeah. because this now you have the highest concentration of this yeah. in your necrodermis and you're able to actually turn into the golden form yeah but they also use green energy as yeah. their source what's crazy though is uh unbeknownst to everyone under their command um the golden form is literally just a flashlight shined <laughs> on the overlord's body. They just get like a big spotlight. Them, like yes, way giving far them away. the golden shimmer form. Oh my! Oh my god! <laughs> um, and the last thing we got about them, which is pretty interesting, is the Thousand Suns warband called the Cult of Time are trying to get information from the Nefrect on how the Necron enslaved the Satan. So they're looking for a way to uh, capture and contain these star gods. Yeah, so I wonder if, like, this house way back, way back 60 million years ago when they were Necronter, if one of their members was originally the one who came up with the way to trap the the Satan and the Necrodermis bodies. Well, there's two potential traps that they're talking about. One is in the Necrodermis, which to my understanding wouldn't be a trap. Because that it, that yes, it was more of please come into this body, and then the necron the satan were like, this is amazing. Yes, yes. Uh, I think the trap might more be in their vaults, in their tesseract vaults. Uh, like, how do you contain a current transcendent satan yeah. or a satan shard? Yeah. So it could be either. Yeah. It would be really cool though if the uh, if that totally alluded to the fact that these are the guys that actually made first contact with yeah. the uh, satan and brought them over. Yeah. yeah. Who knows. Who knows? It's all speculation uh, because Games Workshop doesn't really like writing books about Necron or so. orcs. Or I would love to or... hear like what's like a Necron core like. It yeah, actually yeah. it kind of spilled out in my story that I wrote about it. So. Nice. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, it'll be good. More excited than I've been since late since... '80s. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I haven't laughed since 1992. <laughs> okay. That was a crazy summer. <laughs> so that was all of the major dynasties. Now we're going to go through a couple of the minor dynasties that we really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, just one fun fact about those major dynasties. They're actually like playable tabletop races. Oh, yeah. I guess we should have led with that. These are all the ones with rules. These are the ones with dynasty rules yeah. in where, the codex. Where all these minor ones, you can still play as them. But you don't get a rule. Or you'd have to take one of the major ones. You take someone else's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so the first one, Empire of the Severed Hand. Nope. Just Empire of the Severed. Oh, hand. Nope. Just (laughs) Severed. And it will make sense. Um, So the memory banks of this dynasty were lost during the Great Sleep due to radiation storms. Oof. Um, And so the master program on the Tomb Worlds uh, continued to function and, like... take care of all the Necron that were sleeping, um, you know, continue to up, upgrade and do repairs. And then um, it, didn't, it didn't even know that it was damaged, but it worked so well in ruling the tomb world that it decided that it needed to share what it had done yeah. to other tomb worlds. Yeah. Uh, so the master program has since become a Necron overlord known as the Sarconi Emperor. Ooh. And it has currently absorbed four other tomb worlds into its, like, it, it, it's almost like a compliance thing. Like, <laughs> join me and everything. Like, you know that Rick and Morty episode? Um, Unity, that's her name. The alien oh, yes, that, yes, like, yes. vomits into other mouths <laughs> and then it spreads, it spreads her unity. That's how I see this. This Very guy cool. is like, he'll go and infect other Necron with yeah. his programming, which brings them all under his control. So Oof. it's a very unique thing. Yeah. Like, very cool. Yeah. And very um, cool for Necron. Yeah, really, really great time. <laughs> um, if they reach worlds that are not Necron, yeah. they still bring them into compliance. They just use Mind Shackle Scarabs. Yeah. And on the topic of Mind Shackle Scarabs, I think there's only like one little piece of information on them, but basically, like, it controls races like completely. Yeah. yeah, like it will implant into you. So, having said that, it would be sweet to see some type of conversion where it's like, you know, they take a Tau Empire model and uh, they put like a scarab on the back of their head. And now you can play as like Tau while still like fulfilling your Necron Dynasty. Right. Lore. No, I absolutely like, love that idea so much. Like, but... think like Gene Sir Occultist, like the conversion possibilities are like endless Endless. like yeah you could then even make like space marine scarabs yeah you could like mind shackle scarab an entire space marine legion and like maybe for your dreadnought instead of using a dreadnought you could use like a canacryptic wraith or something you know like god mark dude my god the really yeah the thing about me is i think scarabs like the regular scarabs that come with warriors are too big for this um there are small scarabs on ghost arcs and tesseract vaults but, and doesn't a lord overlord? No, that was a conversion you were gonna do. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But it's you'd need those small scarabs. Yeah, yeah. And those are like those are in pretty high demand between Necron players. Yeah. So, but it like that would be the way to do it. Like you model your army. Yeah. Like you build like your Space Marine chapter. Just the way and then, you normally build exactly, them. and then you just slap a mind a mind shackle scarab on the back of everyone's helmet yeah. or head. Yeah. Like that's amazing. So cool. And then you could paint them like to match your dynasty. Exactly. And, yeah. No, really cool. Yeah. Mind travel scarabs are so awesome. So that's why I really like this one. I the whole uh, it has a lot AI, of good elements. Yeah, the whole AI part, or not AI, but like the malfunctioning yeah. computer system AI. It's cool. I like that. That's pretty neat. But to me, I like the mind shackle scarabs more, just because 
it opens up all of that all that you can play necron while being any race yeah, yeah. like it just opens up all that uh the next one we're gonna talk about is the thought dynasty the thought the thought dynasty <laughs> dynasty of thoughts uh no the thought these cryptics uh have learned to harness radiation in order to power their weaponry and soldiers so this causes the blue hue of the dynasty. So their energy is blue. So yeah. out of their eyes, faces, all that is blue. So it's, yeah. it's really cool. It makes me think of just ice yeah, yeah. in a cold world. Yeah. Um, the energy is not only limitless, Oof. but also causes their enemies to get sick and die in their proximity due to radiation poisoning. <laughs> so you get Fucking like, wild. it's like having an, uh, a nuclear reactor just drop down on your planet, like an unshielded <laughs> nuclear like reaction. You're just like, ah. oh, there's an army and why is all of our army dying now without even fighting them yeah oh it's crazy it's really cool it's wild welcome to the necron <laughs> the sarnek dynasty during the war in heaven this dynasty fought against massive eldar fleet over their tomb world this caused their planet to be effectively protected by a shroud of wraith bone and living metal from the debris that's in orbit. It's a huge war, a bunch of ships blow up, and now it just has this like shrapnel wraith bone, living metal. Like a cloud surrounding yeah. the planet, but in orbit level. Yeah, it just, oh, it's wild. It's wild. Uh, the current pharaoh is uh, Sazar the Invincible. Thazar. Sazgar. Thazar. Sazgar. Mm. a self-styled pirate king he tricked the master program to recognize him as the pharaoh securing control of the dynasty yeah. so earlier in the episode we talked about like sometimes very rarely like maybe an immortal became the overlord this could be an example absolutely of that. like we don't could. know what his position was it was probably a lich guard or a lord or a lord yeah but it could have been or, a warrior yeah you never know yeah right because um we like to say that the Necron don't have any personality. Yeah. And the reality is they don't have it previously, but any kind of manipulation in their code can give them little quirks yeah. that we would determine would be personality. Yeah. And even just the way he self-stylized himself, like yeah. he has a, his own view of how he is that might not actually even be how he is. Right. He like, might even just be a warrior that had a messed up malfunction in yeah. his brain that caused him to think of this. Yeah. <laughs> you never like you never know with Necron, which is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and the next one we're going to talk about is the Oru Scar dynasty. Without a doubt, one of the coolest ones in existence, but only for one reason. All right. <laughs> so this dynasty was always at odds with the uh, much more powerful Sotek dynasty. Uh, and they continuously came into conflict with them uh, as they both attempted to spread throughout the galaxy. The only thing is um, these guys controlled a much smaller playing field than the Sotek. Yeah. And the only reason they were able to kind of compete with the um, Sotek is because they were they were known to have many technological wonders and when you're talking about the necron like if it's a technological wonder it's even beyond what we thought was capable yeah yeah it it borders on magic exactly like, like and it is magic so there is this thing that they have um is called the celestial orrery Mm -hmm. Now, I'm pretty sure I've at least said it before. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if it's I've It's one explained. of the coolest things in the entire galaxy. Yeah. And um, so this is like a 3D map of the galaxy as a whole. Not even just like a single sy like, uh, system or... What, what's, 
what are segmentums broken up into? Sectors. Sectors. Yeah, it's it's the entire galaxy in this thing. And, and it's it, accurate, too. It, it's 100% real-time information. Yeah. And because everything is constantly moving and in flux, this thing is, is holographic, and it's made with living metal. It's like a web. Hmm. And so they're just constantly moving, and there's lights that are in this entire massive thing. And whenever a light in the celestial orrery is extinguished that star that it represented in the real world ceases to exist. So they effectively can eliminate any star in the galaxy they want by blanking out a light on this map. Now, now, just the way you said it, I didn't read the Wikipedia page yeah. for it. Now, when the light goes out, the star goes out. Yeah. Now, does that mean, though, that they can actually they affect can. it? And that's for they, sure? They extinguish it. So yeah, okay. what, it's dis- what it's described is that they understand that using this could have untold consequences. Because yeah. if you all of a sudden just destroy stars, the- all of these stars that are working in concert with their gravity, every- you'll fuck everything up. Yeah, now planets no longer are sucked around the star and they're flinging off into nowhere. Right, and it'll- it can just as easily mess up your reality yeah. as someone else's. Yeah. So it's claimed that they wield it with the precision of like a gardener and that they're trying to create like their what they want so they're like we like want this section and we know when we extinguish this planet these are the con or extinguish the star it's not something they do lightly though no exactly and that's the whole thing is that they know they understand like the responsibility they have when they're wielding it yeah um so part of their role is also just to protect this yeah. Because a lot of like space marine chaos space marines have heard about this. I think. Yeah. Um, and there's also other Necron dynasties that obviously know about this. Yeah. And they're all trying to get it, but they don't trust anyone else to use it with their precautions like yeah. they do. Yeah. But literally they just they can just stamp out a star. Yeah. That's just crazy. Imagine, like, they could just fuck Terra right now. It, over in a heartbeat. Terra's done. Done. The Emperor's gone. They just messed up the entire galaxy. Because yeah. now there's no more Astronomicon. Right. Like, no, it, it's phenomenal. It's, it's insane. It's, it's, like, it's probably the craziest thing in all of 40K. Yeah. It, like, and, and just the fact that like... Besides Primary Experience. Right, of course. But that's a different kind of crazy. That's like insane crazy <laughs> where this is cool crazy. Cool crazy. The yeah. rule of cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's definitely nothing else that I know of. Uh, and another interesting thing to note about this, yeah. no warp power at all. This is all just their understanding of the real life universe and how to affect it. That's crazy. It's actual. <laughs> it's actual how? science. Yeah, it's madness. It's it's madness. It's wild. Yeah, very cool. The dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. That artifact and whoever controls it. It makes crazy. them all powerful. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, okay, the next dynasty, the Oroska dynasty. Orosk? Oroska. Yeah, I think Orosk or Orosk. You guys can take your words and you know you can shove them in a dictionary where they belong. <laughs> in the Necron lexicon. <laughs> this dynasty has been infected by the flare virus because of the deliberate contamination of an Eldar craft world, Altiok. Alatok. Alatok. The, the, the reason this one's interesting to us is because... And Eldar, instead of destroying the Necron, yeah. determined that the better thing to do is, is to expose them to the Flare Virus. Yeah. A, how do they get the Flare Virus? Yeah, like, have they captured a Flare once and then just, like, shipped it away without the Flare, like, transcendentally teleporting Right, because they get like, pocket dimensions. Like, yeah. so it, it just opens up a huge possibility, and it also shows, like, there's a couple of things in here. Like, the whole Ferric Plague also show, like... Even though the Necrons have, like, these robot bodies, they're still very much 
Um, you can still kill them. You can st- there's still some things that like make them so they're not just this invincible thing. Yeah, like it, programs people, would never hurt us. Yeah, there, there's lots of things that like bring balance to 40k, and this is one of those things where otherwise, like they're undead legions, and like you can't kill them because they always teleport away, and like it just yeah, it, it brings a little bit of balance while bringing some interesting like. Yeah. How did they do that? Like it's a nice problem that yeah. they have. Exactly. So they're not just all powerful. Um. All right, but that's pretty much all we had on the Orosk is that the Eldar, like what was it called? Deliberately, Deliberately. yeah, contaminated them. Yeah. So now they've gone that those they've gone back to their planet and they're spreading it. So yeah. it's got to be like they uh, foresaw it in like the vein, the yeah, the schemes of schemes fate. of fate. That's yeah. what they are. Yeah, and then like all the Decron haters will be like, oh yeah, in twenty years all the worlds will be infected because this one went there and the flavor virus. Yeah, right. exactly. Just like all orc players, like oh, if orcs united, that would be the most powerful. <laughs> oh, but Tyranids and all that bullshit yeah. that everyone likes to point to. Um. If, next, if if if, if. Uh, the <laughs> Nekthist dynasty. Uh, these are seen as betrayers and traitors because they refuse to listen to the demands of the Triarch. So this would be the Praetorians. These guys refuse to listen to the Praetorians, yeah. which is supposed to be the will of the Silent King. Yeah. Uh, they were assaulted by orcs and they requested aid from other dynasties, but nobody came. Yeah. So they were effectively abandoned. Yeah. And because of this. Or, or no, in spite of this abandonment, they were still able to repel the orc invasion. But because of that, they have completely thrown off their Necron code of honor. Yeah. Well, it's like, okay, so they did something wrong. Then people are like, no, you get punished for doing something wrong. And they're like, fuck you. And then they call for help and nobody comes. And then they're like, fuck you again. Yeah. So, they, you know, you dig your own grave. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're a Necron, then you have slaves that dig your grave for you. Kind of. I, yeah. There, there, I think there's two parts to this. Like, if, if a Praetorian shows up at Imotec, Imotech's court and tries to tell him what to do, I could see Imotech so, no, so here's the thing, though. giving um, lip service but not actually caring. I don't think we included everything. This, they disobeyed the Triarch during the, before the War of Succession. Mm. So this was when, when they were in Necron Tur. This is way back when. Way back when. So you're right in saying, like, if... Uh, uh, Praetorian went to Imhotek, like, and he said, "No, it's not like all the Necron are gonna disband and or abandon them." Like this happened when their power was way more like it. Yeah, it was way, way more, more important. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, still. So yeah. because of this, they've completely thrown off the Necron code of honor. Instead, now they're known to use any means necessary in order to achieve their goals. Yeah. So whereas before, like honor and combat is very important to a Necron, now they don't give a shit. Yeah, and it's just one of those things too that shows like that the Necron have their own culture and like they have their own things that they deem honorable and dishonorable, and uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jump All right, in. we got two more. Yeah. Two more. <laughs> the Main Arc Dynasty. This is the uh, Forge World Dynasty. If anyone is familiar with that. Like the company Forge World. Yeah. Like this is their personal. Yeah, this is the one they created for their their releases. Yeah. Um, so even before the War in Heaven, the main arc were known for their savagery and malice. Um, and the Silent King had deliberately deepened their conditioning to increase their savageness during the Bryo transference. Um, but this, uh, so like he's like, hey, you know, make them more savage. Yeah. And this allows him, this allowed him to use them very effectively during the revolt against the Satan. So he's like, I need a really savage, you know, people. So go send in. Lots of teeth. Hang, 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 yeah. Hang. Go send in the main arc. Right. So, yeah. Um, these are the ones that actually destroyed one of the Satan. So the only Satan that's ever been known to be killed. Yeah. 
his name was Landu Gore, but he was also known as da 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 the Flare. And in the backlash of his death, the Maynarch were also the very first ones to be infected by the Flare virus. Yeah. Uh, and then before the Great Sleep. So this is... Can, we, can you just go into the Flare virus a little? Just for a quick yeah, second. Yeah, so the Flare virus is something that changes the Necron um, away from their impassionate, cold, calculating self into something that just craves death. And they yeah. crave it to the point of where their finger they grow more hunched, their fingers grow to be like knives, and they go kill people, and then they wear their bodies. <laughs> so they'll like dr- they'll like flay the the skin off of the yeah. the race they killed, and then they'll drape it on their bodies. And a lot of them have like skeletons attached to yeah. their bodies. So it, it's, it's very gruesome. It, yeah, it's wild. Um, but that his curse is the one that did it. But yeah. it, it's just a, a change in their programming. Yeah, because. He himself liked to do that, so then he, when he died, what was it intentional, do you think? I do. Yeah. I do think it was. As a curse? Yeah. Okay. As like a, how dare you do this to me? I, I guess because it's like, you destroyed me probably because they didn't like what he was doing, yeah. so then I'm going to make you do this now, and yeah. what you sought to destroy, you have become. Yeah, and that's okay. just speculation. Fair enough. I have no idea. Um, but... So bef- after like all this happened, but before the Great Sleep, so yeah. still 60 million years ago, other dynasties petitioned the Silent King to destroy the Maynarch because they were like, nah, man, like it's too much. Um, they're too crazy and we need to stop this infection. Yeah. But instead, the Silent King refused. And uh, he actually made sure that their planets in the Great Sleep were very well protected hmm. by like all manner of canoptic creatures and solar arrays. So when they eventually woke up, they were extremely like in a very unharmed state, which yeah. is rare. Know, yeah, rare. It's not common. But when they did awake, thousands immediately turned to flayed ones. <laughs> so like they wake up, they come out of their cryostasis, and boom, flayed one. They go insane, and they just start. <laughs> kill trying to kill yeah um and then all the other ones they realize like this is what i'm gonna be like in the future these are the ones that are the nihilists so it's at this point uh that they completely abandoned any like likeness uh, any affinity for life yeah because they're like life holds no meaning because this is what i'm gonna turn into at some point yeah I, I don't need to build an empire because I won't be able to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. All I'm going to be is in terms of this fate, this horror that's only intent to kill. So Yeah. Um, and this was directed, this kind of like feeling of hatred for life has since been directed through the efforts of Ferak Sumbakir. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Ferak, I tried to find a difference between Ferron and Ferak. Yeah. I don't think there is one. Typo. Nope. <laughs> I think it's real, but I couldn't find like an actual distinction. So. Sure. Um, but yeah, this person, he said, all right, if this is what it is, then all the main arc's goal is to destroy life. So that's what he Pretty determined. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. And like his whole thing, not his whole uh, tomb world, but a lot of it is just flares. Yeah. yeah exactly. Oof. Good times. Okay. The, and the last dynasty we're going to talk about is the Aerotep. Uh, this dynasty was assaulted uh, this dynasty assaulted the maiden world of Silentia Silentia so a maiden world is just a Eldar world that has been terraformed in order to for to allow them to inhabit it yeah exactly Um, their goal the reason why they laid assault to this uh, maiden world was uh, to claim an ancient gem that was held on the planet and uh, this gem which is crazy 
is potentially a shard of the void dragon. Um, I had a conversation with somebody about um, he wanted to incorporate like a void dragon shard, and I had not read this before we had this conversation. I uh-huh. thought, no, no, no. As soon as you introduce like something that Games Workshop hasn't done, like so, if you say that, oh, you have a shard of the void dragon, like to me, it's like a special snowflake. It's thing. way like, too special. But now, upon reading this, if one dynasty has it, yeah, it's possible that another has it. Of course. But heed my warning. Because this is what happens if you do have a shard of the Void Dragon. Um, it escaped and almost wiped out their entire dynasty. Uh, although the cryptics were able to force it back into its cage eventually. But at great, great loss. Yeah, super loss. Like, so. And the th- an interesting thing here is like it's still not confirmed that this is a shard of the Void Dragon. Yeah. It's just that the dynasty thought it was. Yeah. But it's one of those things where... Not confirmed, yeah. but probably is. Yeah, and and then they they even go a step further. They say like how powerful that this shard was. Yeah. So it definitely like, if it was a powerful enough shard such as this, it would have been able to manifest its true form. You think so? You would have known if it was a nightbringer. You would have yeah. known if it was a deceiver. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, yeah. So it's quite possible. Yeah, it was a that's void a good word of caution. If you're going to include void dragon, you better be ready for it. Yeah. Okay, so, um, now I wrote um, a very short story about my Necron dynasty, whose story I'm just trying to flesh out right now and kind of like make real as opposed to just ideas and thoughts. Well, I'm not going to share that story in this episode. Um, we're going to save that for just for a bonus episode where I'll just read the story and we can chat about my, um, my dynasty as a whole. But yeah, the bonus episode will come out on the nineteenth. So in this I episode, hate it when you give dates, Mark. <laughs> and this one will become. No this doubt. episode is coming out tomorrow at exactly seven thirty a.m. <laughs> Pacific Central Mountain Let's Time. Let's just say that it's going to come out in the near future. Very soon. But I wrote it and kind of going through it. Um, there are kind of uh, some things that I, and this is me again. Please, this is just me. Things that I think make for a good Necron story. And I'm sure, Mark, you have your own ideas for what makes like a good Necron story. There's just some themes and yeah. aspects of it that I think need to be included. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, if you had a story with a peace-loving dynasty, it's like, that's not really a good Necron no. story. No, not, not really. Yeah. Right. So, so, tell us what you think is a good Necron story. What consists of so it? So, there are some things that I think are universal for Necron is the need for dominance. Sure. I yes. do not think you can ever write a Necron story about a, a dynasty that doesn't believe it should rule. Yeah. Like there is no Tau empire Necron dynasty. They don't alliance. believe. Yeah. they they do not believe that there is a place for anyone at the top other than themselves. Exactly. So if you're going to write a Necron story, like, even if you don't want to go to all-out war, that's fine. But yeah. the Necron don't give a shit about anyone. Yeah. There so still has to be that mind space that they are the best. Exactly. Um, your Necron... Another thing that I think is really important is that they still need a personality. Yeah. So you can't, like... I. It would be really easy to be like, oh, their program is just, just to destroy all life. So they yeah. just go around, find planets, and kill them. And and that's what they were. And they turned out to be very boring very quickly. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, they were that at one point. Yeah. And if, like, I'm still a fan of the old Kron only because I loved the idea of them being controlled by a sadistic star god. But now yeah. that the star gods aren't what they were, 
you can't do that anymore. Yeah. So it just kind of ruins that story. So I do think you need to give um, your dynasty a character. And yeah. at the very least, like, everyone other than warriors has, like, a little spark of personality. Yeah. Like, you could have, like, war- immortals conversing with each other yeah. about, like, how one of them hates wet. <laughs> like you never like I'm like what that's a is very wet. That's a very basic uh, yeah. thing that I feel like an immortal would retain on, right? Like yeah, very strong concepts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah whereas like warriors wouldn't retain anything. And yeah. then as you go up the totem pole, they get more and more. Yeah. Uh, until you're Emotech the Stormlord and you're like a philosopher. Mm. Right? Like he's a philosopher slash ruler. He's been mm. around for millennia. I, I like how you're you're putting this so far. Yeah. Uh <laughs> good. <laughs> Um, another, another thing that I think is important in a Necron story is a view of eternity Mm. because, um, something about the Necron is that they don't really care about now. Yeah. And they never have. They play the long game. Exactly. Nothing to them now matters. Yeah. Right. All that matters is that in the end they're going to do it, which I think is like really hard to write about. Yeah. But if you're talking about a Necron dynasty and you're like, oh yeah, all my battles happen in the span of 40 years. Well, it's impossible. Necron can't even travel fast. (laughs) Right. So they have these things, they have tomb ships. Yeah. Where it's like they're less than light travel. Are they really? Yeah. I believe so. That's absurd. No, it can't be. That's impossible. Yeah. But it's not warp travel. Sure, yes. Right, and it I don't has even, to be faster than light. It's got to be faster than light, but it's not warp travel. Yes, yes. So, okay, that makes more sense. But yeah, like, even still then, it still it's takes... It's so slow. Like, it still takes... Like, if you want to travel from the sun to our Earth, that's eight minutes at, at light speed. Okay? So, if now you want to travel from one end of the galaxy to the other at light speed, or just barely faster than light speed... You just gotta fold a piece of paper well, 57 <laughs> times, and then boom, you're there. But honestly, like, even that is ridiculously slow. Yeah. In the term... In, when you're talking about people who can go step from one end of the galaxy to the other. Yeah. So, and this is where I think you really need to bring in the idea that your Necron are long-lasting. Yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, but, okay. And then another thing is you need to have a fault. And, Absolutely. And this, is true, this is true story, for any story. Every story, yeah. yeah. You, can, you can be the best warrior. You can have the best energy. You can be the, the most regenerative yeah. Necron. You can be the richest whatever. But, but if then you, you beat your mother. <laughs> well, hey, that's a fault. But yeah. if you do not have something that's wrong with you, yeah. then how are you not a, the ruling dynasty? Exactly. And, uh, Please don't make the cop out is that my dynasty is small. <laughs> because if you are that powerful, if you are that wealthy, blah, blah, blah. You're that competent. Yeah. You would get, like, you would be controlling other Necron. And yeah. they would, you would force them to join you. Yeah. So it's, like, there's, there has to be another reason. Like, the yeah. Sotek, they come out and say, like, this is the largest dynasty. Yeah. And exactly. it is ruling people. Yeah. Right? And, like, their flaw isn't really much of a flaw. Yeah. They don't really have one other than the fact that you can just say the same with every Necron's flaws is they're all awakening. Yeah. Right? So, But those are a couple things that I think are really important for every Necron story. At yeah. All. And, and I agree with every one of them. Um, I definitely agree with characters, having characters. And I definitely see it more as quirk, quirks. Yeah, and it, the, to me, it doesn't matter how you see it, right? No, no, if absolutely you, not. If you want to write it as like a malfunction in their yeah. in their programming that leads them to do this really weird behavior, yeah. like, it'd be really, not funny, but it would be really weird to see a Necron army with OCD. Yeah, yeah. 
right? Like, <laughs> so Charlie doesn't die. <laughs> no, yeah, like every time, every time they come back from battle, or every time they shoot their rifle, they like have like a really weird like neck twitch or something. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, a, like a tick or something. <laughs> so. But it's just like a malfunction in their program. Yeah, exactly. So I, I definitely like that. I agree with you. Other thing, the the one thing that you didn't mention that I think is equally important mm. is writing about their pre-necron life ah so writing about what they were when they're a necron tur like what was their place then or like was did something happen then that made them the dynasty that they are in 40 yeah and i think that's even tougher to write about because we know even less about that than we do this so like i wrote a story uh, about my necron that i'm going to share but it's current it's in m41 yeah uh but i am going to write a story and i kind of have it forming in my mind of the necron before the great sleep Hmm. but still not as necron tur because like i guess i just haven't formed that thought for that but i am slowly going back a long period of time when they were necron before they went to sleep absolutely they they they, they fought in a war over the entire galaxy yeah right so like uh but that yeah like did the silent king use them as yeah um an honor guard or you know whatever exactly what what role do they fit and you need to always remember that the necron are very military yeah like when they weren't fighting the war in heaven they were fighting the wars of succession yeah which was against himself yeah which was so there's no such thing as peacetime for necron yeah right and it never was and so i think that if you you need to include some military aspect Hmm in your necron story because yeah. i don't think you can effectively deny that yeah right or or let's say like if you wanted to be like if you wanted to write a story that didn't have a military aspect to it yeah you better have a good fucking reason yeah like in just an example of one reason let's say on a fringe world there was an, a lord and he would like this is when they're necron and the necron needed food so this lord was in the control of a farming world so he had no warrior cast on this planet he had no overlords or anything so then when they get turned into necron like your army list could literally be a lord and then just necron warriors because we know like any civilian turned into a necron warrior anyone you know like and that could be a reason why um yeah but you're right like it it is very military um and and their court shows that too. Exactly. Like, I I also exactly. I I also really like stories that include court. Yeah. It, yeah. it allows for the dynamics between it because I think it can get kind of boring if you're just talking about and then they marched across this land and oh, killed yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. and then they marched but, across this land. Like so. just imagine a story of like some alien race coming into contact with the Necron and the Necron Overlord like it's like come to my court and we we'll discuss the arrangement of your yes exactly you know, like that's like, amazing you know and like the at first this uh, alien species is like all confident like for his people like i'm gonna fight him off and i'm gonna give us the best deal and then, but then you, like he's being shown through the tomb world and so like holy how fuck. could how could i possibly fight this exactly right like, yeah no the, the court definitely opens up a lot of uh a ways that us as humans can kind of relate yeah. to them more and kind of conceptualize them. Like, exactly. Because yeah. it's, I, I, and I think a lot of it is once we start getting away from the robotic legions yeah. and we start getting into the fact that they actually have a character, yeah. that's when you'll find the richest 
stories exactly right when when it is something like oh yeah. man like of course like he's i love that idea of him taking an alien to his court and then even when he gets there the alien is more in awe and odd yeah. and then there's like the final reveal moment where the the lord takes a scarab and shoves it onto his head and he's like <laughs> you're mine now yeah and, exactly like right um, when the moment is most dire yeah yeah um one other cool story example and i unless you have anything else then i think no we're... that's kind of that's kind of so, what I felt earlier too. Um, you kind of briefly mentioned like it'd be cool to have like a. It was cool when the star gods were ruling the Necron. Um, just a way you could still like have old Necron with current lore. Like you could still play as old Kron, but still be in part of current lore. You can just say that your overlord or Pharon and like his entire court was killed, and then like a Satan literally broke free and now is running a bunch of immortals and warriors. Right. Oh yeah, in your story that in would be amazing. Story. On tabletop, please don't do that. Why not? Because that would cripple you to have no my will be done's. Oh fuck the rules! You people <laughs> and your rules. Yeah. No, the, I like. I love the idea of the Satan being cruel overlords. There's there's yeah. really funny memes that fly around all the time on Necron pages, and yeah. it's like um, propaganda posters done by Mefret Ran, so yeah. the deceiver, and he's like, throw the shackles of your overlords off and join the resistance, free yourselves. and Join the uh, shackles of me. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but, and then there's like overlord like that were created in response to it was like, don't listen to them. If you see any suspicious Satans... Uh, <laughs> Um, behavior report it to your your you know lieutenant for immediately and yeah it's just really funny <laughs> to see that fly around anyways nice. jordan you have any input after after hearing all these different um did anything dynasties? jump out at you and think why the fuck am i doing a podcast with these two How warm? <laughs> I, I think that every time <laughs> <laughs> um no i am kind of curious though uh what dynasty is your army? Mine is my own. Oh, you it's made your own dynasty. It's called the Nekhebet dynasty. Oh, okay. What rules do you use? Go with that. Um, yeah. My rules, I'll use any rules. Ah, so you're a rule whore. It, uh, yes. Ah, okay. Depending, <laughs> depending on the... Get damn dirty whore. Yeah. Depending on who I'm fighting and the kind of list I'm building, I'll use, I'll use whatever dynasty's rules. But there are a couple that uh, are like the most beneficial... But that, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. We're not what, a rules podcast. If you weren't a, if you didn't do your homebrew, what's your favorite? If I didn't do, oh, so if I had to pick like yes, from you, the six it, majors. When I pull a gun to your head yeah. right now, what are you picking? What is your no favorite? Vogue. It doesn't even have to be a major. Oh, it can be a minor? Yeah. Or a scar. The one the with the celestial, celestial ori. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But if, if I had to pick a major, it's going to be the no vogue. I, I love how oh, they, the. The, yeah. the red blood. I love that they kept that flavor. Mm. And that's like, and you, you could especially see that in Lich Guard. Like it could, it's, it seems very ritualistic to me. Yeah. And a lot of like the courts seem very, like when I picture it in my head, it's a yeah. very ritual thing. They have their codes of conduct. They have their power plays that they make. Um, and then now they have these rituals of, you know, applying blood which is probably just paint now, but it could, yeah. they could still use blood for all we know. Mm. Like applying this blood. A world eater technique there. Yeah. No, they I'm didn't just, repaint their armor. They've just been covered in blood I, by I, centuries of war. Now they're red. <laughs> yeah. Blue and white. I, I enjoy like a ritualism mm. in it. So, yeah. I, and that's how I picture the Novoke is, well, a lot of people view them as like bloodthirsty, yeah. but I view them as like a ritual mm. and, and not really. Yeah. Mm. So anyways, that, that's definitely my favorite one. Uh, I think my favorite would probably be the Thoct 
dynasty and that's just the ones that have the blue energy and like they have limitless power energy and uh yeah they like unlimited power (laughs) 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 um devilfish is the shit um yeah and they like do the whole radiation poisoning it's it's just a cool yeah. it's truly terrifying it absolutely is. already super terrifying but then like you add that on top you, you of just it. like are literally getting sick and then you can just imagine their slaves who are all just dying from sickness and it, it it's <laughs> you think of it that was their life though and before, i was gonna right? say that too like it just like it goes full circle <laughs> and then these guys will eventually like find their own star gods yeah like, I, who knows <laughs> jordan you have a favorite one um I kind of like the idea of the Nefrek, uh, these beings turning into pure light. <laughs> That's really crazy. You know, yeah, I, did not, think, yeah. I did it's not. It's almost know like angelic. It um, is very. Like, yeah. but fallen angel. <laughs> yeah. And what, whenever I think of these stories, I just go back to like, what do their slaves think? Like, <laughs> right? They truly would see them as gods. Like, right? Like, they already are metal beings that then can transform into light. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. It's a good time. Yeah. This was a good episode. Yeah. It's always funny when we're planning or when I'm like running through ideas of what we're going to do next. I'm like, oh, that's only going to be like 30 minutes, but now we're probably two hours deep. Yeah. Who knows? Sure. You take away all the cock jokes. (laughs) Now we're running at half hour, but still. Yeah. We've got 20 minutes of solid content in this entire episode. Anyways, um, I think that's it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, When's this this one getting released? Tomorrow the the 12th. So then well, we'll have... Well, uh, no, no, I don't... Maybe I the should be able to get... We'll see. In the next couple days. Yeah, a day or two. Wait, today's, today's Tuesday, right? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the day or two. It's like, when they hear this, right. it will be out. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> but will release tomorrow. Are we scheduled to release one for Christmas Eve? Because I honestly don't know if that's going to happen, gentlemen. Well, we, well, we could of... record it and release it on Christmas yeah, Eve. Yeah, we could. Uh, oh, no. No, no, no. We could do a Christmas episode. Oh, no, no. Boxing Day. Boxing Day will be our next one, the 26th. Could do a Boxing well, Day Well, in that Don't case... we have Weed Hammer? We got a we bonus do. episode? We, we got do. a bunch of stuff but coming here's, this is We got Tower RPG. The thing is, Mark, not everyone listens to those. So this is like our main thing. So guys, have a Merry Christmas. Okay? Or don't. Or if don't listen. Or if that offends you, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, why would you change the name of a holiday? Why? What? Can we do uh, Baby It's Cold Outside a duet? (laughs) I would be more than happy to sing that with you, Jordan. I sincerely would. You know I would. I feel like you guys are going to be like lying on a bear pelt in front of a fireplace while you're singing it. Well, he's going to be shoving uh, roofies down my throat, as the song clearly implies. (laughs) Interesting enough, actually go read about the actual meaning of that song. It's not... it blows my mind that people did this. Oh, people are dumb. Yet you can play rap music that is literally about fucking bitches. <laughs> yeah, and that's perfectly and, fine, and, and they win awards. Yeah. So, have you heard um, "Immortal Technique"? No, the no but it sounds like something my Necron would love. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, he's like kind of an underground rapper. Uh, like people like in the rap world. Oh, do you hear Takashi is going to go away for life? Takashi six nine. Really? Oh no! For racketeering? No, I just think it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> that is. He's going away for life. For life? Yeah. For racketeering. For racketeering. What? Is what? Racketeering? It's like the potential to, um, like so harm, uh, like discord. So like. Oh shit! That sounds a lot like what I'm. Oh doing. yes, absolutely. No, it's like you can, is a very vague. You idea. can like <laughs> rape somebody and go to prison for, for less for five years or yes. ten years. No, it's insane. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because he's a piece of shit anyway. But. But it's just so crazy to me. <laughs> Anyways, Immortal Tech 9.
Technique. No, immortal technique. Okay. Damn. But he he wrote a song about um he claims it's a true story, but no one can verify it. But he wrote a song about it. And a lot of people are calling it like the greatest rap song of all time. Okay. I don't know about that. And have they heard backseat freestyle? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's interesting, but it's like about raping his mom or Jeez. a guy raping his mom. Okay. And, and like a gang rape. That's it, it's wild. like, but if you listen to it, it's like, is it like graphic or is it kind of just like raw? Yeah, it's both. Uh-huh. I, I would say it's like pretty like, whew. I'll have to listen. To there's it. And there's kind of like a twist to the song yeah, too. But like, that will be played on the twist? radio. That'll be played on yeah. the radio. No, oh, the, no, that song. It's not allowed. It would never be played on the radio. There are tons no. of songs that demean women and get played all the time. Sure. So let's not pretend that a song yeah. from 50 years ago is yeah. bad. If you want me to explain to you what Fucking baby idiots. it's cold outside actually means, send us a message. <laughs> because I think it's really interesting how was, we've twisted it. But it's it's not what everyone thinks it is. But it's too long to explain here. So we got we got to go. Anyways, guys, <laughs> we have a Patreon. Uh, support us so we continue to talk about dank stuff on our podcast. <laughs> support the dank memes. The dankest of talks. <laughs> um, we also have merchandise, guys. If you want Lorehammer like dice bags or pillows or beds to cover yourself in so you can feel our warm embrace while you're sleeping, <laughs> head over to Redbubble because we've got that on. Uh, also, just hit us up all, always on Facebook and Instagram. So Cool. Um, yeah. see, see you guys. Wait, 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 one more thing. Okay, what? If anyone's playing... The Relic Space Marine game, send me a message because it is fucking fun. It's been fun, yeah. And we've been playing it like fiends and it's great. And we've been playing stuff. Send me a message if you play it. We got a pretty good group. I want to start. Uh, I don't want to start. I just want to do like one Saturday where we get as many people as we can to do a PvP game. Oh my God. Oh my God, that's right. But <laughs> All right. if you play, I, I think I got like 10 people that's that are going to do it. So. Yeah. Keep messaging me if you play that game. We'll set up a day. I'm gonna put it on Facebook when we actually do it. But yeah, if you make cool. it great. If you don't, fuck you. Oh wow, that's some <laughs> hostile. Okay, right off the bat. Yeah, hostility. no kidding. No forgiveness. Escalation. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you later and have a merry Christmas. Yeah, see you.